when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? So we've been watching this documentary series called America, the Story of Us. And there were two stories in the last episode that really got my attention. The first was about Richard Warren Sears. Yep, that guy. He purchased a shipment of watches that never made it to a jeweler and then sold them at a low price to other station agents to keep time. The other thing about this, I didn't realize that trains really caused us to set up different time zones in America. But back to Sears, he started a mail-order watch business in Minneapolis and then ultimately moved to Chicago where he created what I consider to be the first Amazon using a paper catalog and trains to today what is a website and blue trucks. But he literally started the first mail order business. The other story in there was about the Statue of Liberty. Now, I always assumed that the statue was delivered in one piece, kind of like Gulliver was to the Lilliputians. But it was shipped in crates and had to be assembled and sat on an island for a long time. Until Joseph Pulitzer, who owned the New York World newspaper, put up a story and got over $100,000 in donations, a lot of money back then, and have it assembled. So was that the first GoFundMe? Or was that the first IKEA of the day where you had to get something shipped to you and assemble it? So the message I'm trying to get across is both of these entrepreneurs knew how to use messaging to promote their ideas. So are you doing the same? One of the biggest challenges I think that face businesses today is the way that they use marketing to get results. Now, one of the problems that I see is a lot of B2B businesses use consumer tactics They're enamored with sales funnels and market to everybody and hope that the funnel will filter out only serious buyers. Many use simple advertising, try to talk to anybody to try to find those quality leads. And a lot of businesses get on the technology treadmill. They market everywhere since you never know where you're going to find buyers. The second major problem is they focus only on lead generation. Generating new leads can help you grow a business, but the average closing rate on those, or conversions, is only about 4.1%. And that's across multiple industries. On top of that, it can cost as much as five times to acquire a new customer as it does to retain your current ones. And only 5% retention can lead to 95% increased profits and happy customers tend to refer you. The other challenge I see with B2B businesses is they tend to measure the wrong metrics. 
A lot of companies base their success on measuring the traffic to a website when really it's not real buyers. It could be bots or competition, but not people that want to buy from you. They tend to focus on new visitors and not capturing their contact information. Your whole website should be a system based around that. And another thing that kind of is the bright, shiny object of metrics is the size of an email list. I've worked with clients that had 10,000 names and they were paying monthly for it, but the open rates were so small, we were able to whittle it down to 1,500 who actively opened their emails. And those are the people that will eventually buy from you. So to wrap your head around the big idea here, it's about consumer marketing versus B2B marketing. Consumer marketing is very transactional. Price and convenience are the major factors that you have no control over. And people's buying habits change rapidly. Consumers are often swayed by advertising in a way that B2B businesses aren't. The average consumer spends about 13 seconds in purchasing a brand in store and 19 seconds online. Now in the B2B space, it's more relational. Buying decisions tend to take longer and are driven by trust. They're also more complex since they can affect long-term business ideas and decisions and ultimately outcomes. The B2B sales cycle takes around three to nine months on average, depending on the size of the company buying your products or services. So what's the solution to all this? You need to optimize your B2B marketing expenses. 77% of B2B buyers consider the idea of buying things complex. That's because it's part of a long-term strategy. Those numbers are based on research at Gartner.com. And generally speaking, it is more complex. Often there's an average of seven people involved in that buying process. And it really depends on the breadth of reach of the company. How big is it and how many people need to sign off on it? So with that being said, sales and marketing must work in parallel, not in a serial way where one feeds the other. You need to align your current sales objectives to help overcome repeat objections. When you think about B2B marketing, it's really about your sales team. Salespeople often prefer to take orders over following leads, so you have to help them nurture new and existing relationships. Arm them with information, great content. A proactive and prescriptive approach can increase purchasing ease by 86%. Utilizing relational technologies like LinkedIn helps. By showing your sales team what's in it for them, they can figure out how to make this simple and effective in growing and building relationship sales. And finally, measuring engagement in the right places is so important. A CRM should act like a camera and take snapshots of activities. Good notes can lead to great content messaging. Track the activity of specific topics on your website and social media to spot trends. 
when something is getting hit more often recently, you know that that's on the mind of your customers. And finally, consider your website and email and social as an ecosystem, not as three separate platforms. All of them work together to build awareness and engagement with your sales team. This may seem like a lot of information, but if you break it down into small steps or GSD, get stuff done, you can help your sales team start to navigate the differences between cold calling and relational selling. It's the same kind of process that Joseph Pulitzer used to finance the building of the Statue of Liberty. In 1884, he raised over $100,000. That's close to $3 million today. And he did it in small batches. It was like a GoFundMe. But the people who built it risked life and limb to put that statue up. And it was amazing watching the inner structure go up and then they wrapped the entire outside in copper, which eventually turned green. So... What you need to do is build your core, wrap it in copper, and watch the ideas take off and turn your relationships into something that I'm sure you will like, which is green money. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>